In a time when evildoers parade their agenda before the world without shame, in a world where absolutes are being challenged and changed, in a society where truth is relative, welcome to a podcast that will edify, encourage, and empower you. A podcast that will speak God's truth in love. I'm your host, Myron Powell. Thank you for subscribing and listening to Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth. Welcome to our podcast today. Thank you for listening and subscribing to Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth. Once again, today's podcast topic center on question about holiness. But before we start, first giving all thanks to Jesus Christ, our Lord and God, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. To Bishop Powell, a man out of God's own heart, Thanks for all your support. I'm your co-host, Elder Kennedy Kadosh, and your host for this God-sent podcast is my very own bishop, Bishop Myron T. Powell, pastor, evangelist, author of several books, which can be purchased on Amazon as well as Lulu. Now let's begin. First question, what is the value of holiness? Well, I also echo my welcome and greeting to all of our listeners and subscribers. And, and Elder, I just want to say it has been a joy uh, in this season one of working these podcasts with you and really digging into the subject of holiness. So what is the value of holiness? I believe the value of holiness is being able to reflect Christ and his glory to a broken world. God has changed me and transformed me so that I can reveal his holiness. Solomon said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. And if you, if you read through Proverbs, you understand that wisdom and knowledge and understanding are more valuable than jewels and gems and all the things of this world. So I believe that's the value of holiness. You and I both have read a lot of books, Elder, and I'm sure our listeners have read uh, many as well. And, and many books I've read have informed me, helped me, even convicted me. But only one book has transformed me, and that's the Word of God. And the Word of God tells me to be holy. And when I think about the fact that God became me, Hebrews 7.26 said, our high priest became us. Of course, we know that to be God. He also, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, the Bible says he became our sin so that we could become his righteousness. Now think about this. I cannot become God, but he became me so that I can become holy. That's the value of holiness. I'll sum up my answer by saying this. Jesus took my mess and transformed it into a miracle. Amen. Hebrews 12, verse 14 says, Fall at peace with all men, and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. In his book, Theology of Holiness, David K. Bernard wrote, and I quote, Just as a man must be born again to see the kingdom of God, so must he follow after holiness to see the Lord, end quote. Holiness is necessary to make us complete. Holiness is the 
image and likeness that we were created after. Holiness is the work of salvation used by God as a light to point sinners to himself, to shine in this dark and dying world that he may be glorified. Matthew 5 Verse 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Meaning by living holy, men see the God in me. They see the God in you. And through holy living, it deepened their desire to know more about Jesus. We value holiness because God is holy. We value holiness because God himself considered holiness to be a beautiful thing. Previous episode, you you talk about the beauty of holiness. Psalm 29 verse 2 says, Give unto the Lord the glory unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Psalm 96 verse 9 began by saying, Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So holiness is a beautiful thing. God commands his people to be holy in all conducts. Because he is holy. See First Peter 1 verse 15 and 16. We value holiness because we value first to please God. Hmm. Because we know we belong to him. Secondly, we value holiness because we know that holiness reflects Christ's image and likeness to others. And lastly, we value holiness to benefit ourselves both now and for eternity. Remember, without holiness, no man shall see God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, uh, Elder, I, I want to just jump in and, and say what you're describing is so invaluable. If people will listen and apply it and realize just how valuable holiness is, it's, it's a treasure laid up where moth and dust can't corrupt, amen. as the Bible says. So thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Second question, why is holiness so important? And is the practice of holiness required to go to heaven? Mm, wonderful, wonderful questions there. Um, so let's look at the first part of that question. Why is holiness so important? Um, I believe the answer to that is because holiness is God's primary attribute. Of all the attributes of God, he's love, he is the prince of peace, he's the righteous judge, uh, he's El Shaddai, which means he's like, uh, you know, that, that mother hen that takes us in his brood. He's the comforter of all of these names and attributes of God. Holiness is his primary attribute. Psalm 99 declares this in verse 3. Let them praise thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. In verse 5 of Psalm 99, Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. And in the final verse of Psalm 99, verse 9, Exalt the Lord our God, and worship at his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. So the psalmist in, in Psalm 99 joins Isaiah and John, who saw the vision of the cherubs, who cry out, Daily, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And so we see this, this 
a, a phrase repeated over and over. And it's not that they can't think of anything else to say. It's not that there's other words that they could use. It's that they are declaring the superlative wonder of God's holiness, so much so that God is surrounded by it every day. That's what he hears when he sits on his throne and rules and reigns. And so it's his primary attribute. So I believe that's why holiness is so important. And the second part of that question was, is the practice of holiness required to go to heaven? And the answer is in what you quoted in your response last time, and that is Hebrews 12, 14. If I'm not pursuing holiness, if I'm not following after it and peace with all men, the Bible says, no, that man, no man shall see the Lord. In other words, if I don't do these things, I won't see the Lord. The God word. is returning for a bride who has made herself ready, who is without spot or wrinkle. Therefore, we must practice what grace teaches. If you go to Titus 2, 11 through 14, you'll find that grace comes and appears to all men, teaching us that we should deny ungodliness and worldly lusts and live soberly and righteously in this present world. Why? Because he's coming again, and it's the glorious appearing that we're supposed to be looking for and waiting for and, and ready for. And so I want to live holy. I want to make sure it's important in my life. And yes, very simply, the practice of holiness is required to go to heaven. Amen, amen. Uh, holiness is the proof to our work that we're faithful over a few things. Matthew mm-hmm. 25, 21 says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. This parable teaches us that the first two servants represent good stewards, and the last servant represent a wicked and lazy servant, a wicked and lazy steward. The second part of this question, like you mentioned, uh, Bishop, that uh, is the practice of holiness required to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. In the parable of the talent, we learn that the wicked and lazy servant was cast into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. See Matthew 25, verse 30. There's no debate amongst theologians and Bible scholars that this place represents hell. And I know there's probably people listening right now that's probably thinking or saying that the talents in this parable refers to money. And you're right. But the word of God make it totally clear that being a good steward of money is not the only practice of stewardship the Bible teaches about. First Corinthians six twenty teaches us that we should glorify God in our body and in our spirit. Meaning we're commanded to be good and faithful stewards of our body and spirit. First Corinthians 6 verse 13 teaches that the body is for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Holiness includes attitudes, thoughts, and spiritual stewardship on one hand, and action, appearance, and physical stewardship on the other hand. Question, will the Lord be able to say to you, well done, 
good and faithful servant because you're faithful as a spiritual steward, because you're faithful as a physical steward. Mm-hmm. Secondly, are you being a good steward of the apostle doctrine? Acts 2 verse 42 starts by saying, and they continue steadfastly in the mm-hmm. apostle doctrine. Doctrine means teaching. Are you being a good steward of the apostle doctrine? First Timothy 4 verse 16 says, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. This verse is referencing Acts 2, verse 42. Yes. Better yet, commanding us to continue in the apostle doctrine. The point is, we are commanded to be good and faithful servants. As spiritual stewardship and physical stewardship, good steward of keeping God's word. Yes. And if we're not, because we're lazy, like the wicked and lazy servant in Matthew chapter 25, we will find ourselves cast into outer darkness where they're weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm-mm-mm. That concludes our Q&A on holiness. And since we took time out to answer your questions, and we're glad to do so, now it's time for you to answer our question. We have a <laughs> few questions for you listeners. Amen. So here we go. The first question, and then I'll ask this question. The first question for our listeners is, how important is holiness to you? How much thought, attention, and effort do you devote to the pursuit of holiness? Are you intentional? about putting away everything that is displeasing to God in living a holy life. Mm. Hallelujah. As you ponder on that question, I would like to start by saying that it is my prayers that by now you have a better understanding of holiness, that you understand the importance of holiness. The holiness is very important to you because it is important to God. It's also my prayers that your thoughts, attention, and effort towards holiness is fully devoted to the pursuit of holiness because you know now that holiness is a life and death reality for every believer and that you're willing to put away anything that displeases the Lord yes. in Jesus' name. Amen. Bishop, can you address the second question to our listeners? I sure can. And and again, you know, as you indicated, we, we've enjoyed answering all the questions that, that we've received. And our hope is that by asking you these questions, our listeners, that it will prompt uh, a decision in your heart and mind to a resolve to um, never compromise God's Amen. truth. So here, here's um, my uh, questions that I have, and that is, how important is your children's holiness to you? If you're a parent or a grandparent or you know, you're know you deeply involved as maybe a, a Sunday school teacher or some other uh, way of your influencing children, maybe a youth minister... Do you care about their GPA, their batting average, their earning capacity, or some other thing than you do about the purity of their heart and life? 
Does their sin, if they sin, does it drive you to your knees? You know, a lot of people wind up canceling church for things, but holiness believers will wind up canceling things for church. Amen. Judges 2.10 is probably one of the most uh, difficult and, and most tragic verses of the Bible because within three generations, they've gone from being committed to serving only God to now worshiping idols, the very thing they said they would never do. And it comes down to this, and I want to read this to you. It's called a four-generation fade. And, and this is the process if you don't value holiness. Parents don't make church a high priority for their kids. That's the first step. Those kids then grow up and make it less of a priority for theirs. Then those children, this is the grandparents of the first generation, grow up and they don't make it a priority at all for their children. And now those children grow up and by four generations, you've got children that have zero concept of God. So the fact is priorities count. And your priorities will impact and affect generations. A follow-up question to these other ones we asked you is this. What impact do you want to leave on your children? Amen. Elder, we've enjoyed this season, and I certainly have had a great time, and I can't wait for season two, and we've already been talking about season three, and I, I know our listeners are probably faunching at the bit to find out what it's all about, but we'll tell them later. But uh, I want you to take the last question and, and uh, flesh it out and ask our subscribers that question. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. And even as you was addressing your question, the thought of mine, I know the Bible teaches us that the Bible says, remember the Lord in, the, in your days of youth, meaning that he want us, he want our children to remember them while they're young in their youthness. So ministries first starts at home. So what you were speaking that would drop in my spirits. How is the church that is in your house? Amen. Last question for our listeners. How concerned are you about the holiness of the body of Christ? Does it grieve you when you see yourself or others treating sin lightly? Hallelujah. We should be very concerned about the holiness of the church as a whole. The word teaches us that Jesus is coming back for a holy church without spot or blemish. See Ephesians 5 verse 27. So it should grieve us when we fall into sin or see others sinning or treating sin lightly. Ephesians 4 verse 30 starts by saying, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. We won't grieve the Holy Spirit if we're living holy. So be holy, for the Lord our God is holy. In Jesus' name. I hope all our answers have provided more clarity to all our listeners as a whole. I pray that you was edified and equipped, that you was inspired and motivated in these podcasts. Until next time, continue daily to rightly divide the word of truth. Now for closing remarks, I turn this podcast back into the hands of Bishop Myron T. Powell. Well, Elder, thank you again so much 
for uh, speaking the truth in love, rightly dividing the, the word of truth, as Scripture tells us to, and for being my co-host for season one, the, the opening season, the kickoff inaugural season. So it's been a great uh, ride. And, and, and while there are still a few more podcasts that will come out in this season with regards to um, tribulation and end times, um, I am certainly thankful that we've had this time together. And so I want to wrap up my part of these podcasts of season one on holiness by saying that if we love Jesus and obey his commandments, then that will be our, our best approach to success. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And the Bible tells us in John's epistle that none of his commandments are a burden. Instead, it's a blessing to do them to, to practice them because it reveals our love and our relationship with God. So all of our listeners, subscribers, thank you so much for this time. Uh, certainly we enjoy uh, being in your ear as you're listening to these. Thank you again for subscribing. Please be sure to go out there and give us a star rating on your favorite uh, podcast platform. And, you know, if you're willing, share it with your friends and family. We'd love to get more subscribers. Of course, if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you at rightlydividingwot at gmail.com. And I will let a little bit of a cat out of the bag here. Season two is going to be all about the verbs. We're going to be looking at the book of Proverbs. So we're calling season two the verbs. And so I'm, I've got some exciting things coming up there you're going to love. But until then... Keep on rightly dividing the word of truth. God bless you in Jesus' name.